0: Is the e commerce coffee break, the podcast dedicated to Shopify store owners who want to optimize their business?
1: Hello and welcome to another episode of the e-commerce coffee break. Today we will talk about testing and optimizing your social media, your social ads, everything that has to do with creative and copy. Therefore, I have with me Colby Flott. He's the CEO and founder of BrighterClick.com. BrighterClick helps e-commerce stores increase revenue through social media advertising. Colby founded BrighterClicks with the mission to create an education-first agency that focuses not only on performance, but proactively communication led by education. So as he's coming from the education point of view. I think we have a good guest here helping us diving a little bit deeper in the topic of how you can use and optimize your creative and your copy for the perfect social media campaigns. Hi, Colby. How are you today?
0: I'm doing good, Klaus. Thanks for having me today.
1: Yeah, sure. Give me a bit of a background where you're coming from, what your approach is.
0: Yeah, for sure. So uh, I think really what we're looking at today is just kind of having a, a purpose or a why behind what you're doing in your account, right? You can have good results, but Uh, as a business owner, as an agency, as someone that's working in Facebook ads, you want to make sure you understand what's causing the good performance. I'm sure you have the same type of situation on the website side, right? You want to understand what's causing that good performance so that you can keep repeating positive results in the future for your account. So what we do uh, is really focus on um, building out structures or purposes behind each part of the actual campaign. So we're looking at your audiences, your messaging, your copy, your creatives, and even your landing page uh, choices, uh, really just kind of having structures with those so that you can understand uh, what is performing well. And that's something, if you would like, we can definitely kind of go in depth to and kind of unravel for each one of those.
1: Yeah, absolutely. It sounds interesting. So now, obviously, a lot of um, people start their campaigns either on Instagram, Facebook, any other kind of platform, and they do not really have a plan. They just throw some ad on, ads on there um, without a huge concept behind. Um, landing pages do not match the ad, the ad copy and so on and so forth. I see that all over the place. And obviously, having a, a structured approach, so that helps a lot. What's your basically your um, framework around? is to make sure that your campaign is not all over the
0: place. Yeah, for sure. So what we like to do is, is kind of plan out your campaign to test one thing at a time, right? Have minimal uh, variables in the situation. Look at it like a, like a science experiment. So uh, what I would suggest people do is for the first five to seven days of your campaign, really focus on creating some audience structures and testing those specific audience structures. And when you're doing audience structures, look at high value lookalikes versus low value lookalikes. Look at uh, engagement audiences versus um, uh, persona-based interest audiences versus lifestyle-based interest audiences. What you want to do is you want to set up those campaigns and have those audiences running. And you want to, once again, minimize variables. Try to show them the same or very similar creative types and uh, ads so that you can really prove that those audiences are performing well. And then you continue that kind of strategic one test at a time. You take those top performing audiences, move them into the next round of testing. And that's where you look at your messaging themes or your purposes, right? So what, what core message behind your business or your brand is really driving the most engagement? And A couple that we find, especially with e-commerce is like product quality, uh, financial savings. If you're doing lower in the funnel, scarcity, um, made in, and I'll say the USA because that's where I'm located, but we work with a company in Australia and that works very well for them with their copy as well. And a couple other messaging themes, right? What what part of your USP or your messaging is really going to drive that? And then in the next round of testing, really focus on your creative, your copy structures, and your kind of your landing page direction and things like that as well. So just doing one thing at a time. Keep it simple, right?
1: Okay. Now obviously smaller, smaller, medium enterprises, they might not have a whole content creation team behind um their desks so obviously they are sort of overwhelmed with all the moving parts that you need to consider video creation um, image creation graphic re- creation copy and everything that comes with it and then i think even going one step further a lot of people do not have really a clear understanding who their audience is um, so who's the perfect customer avatar or they have one not being aware that usually in the business, you have more than one perfect audience. Mm -hmm. How do you help with that approach?
0: Yeah, that's a good question. So we'll we'll kind of parse that out and look at audience to start, right? So you have your website data, right? So looking at uh, creating personas is very, very helpful, but you can also look at it from the sense of having Facebook audiences or Facebook purchasers, right? So going back to those kind of those lookalike brackets. Before, and the key buzzword, iOS 14.5, you were able to get away with just doing a lookalike 1% um, add to cart audience, right? That performed well, boom, it kept going. Let's build out another one. Now, because we're losing tracking data and things like that, you look at grouping them together by value level. So even if you don't have your ideal buyer persona mapped out, maybe it's female, 20 to 30, enjoys... Uh, travel or something like that. You can use these lookalike audiences and group them by value. So it would be high value is, let's say you do look like 1%, add to cart, checkout initiated purchase. If you have an email list, two-time purchaser or more and top 25% website visitor. That's an ad set right there. That's an audience. Low value, you can do Facebook engager, Instagram engager, like 1%. Video view, 50% or higher. Website visitor, no add to cart. There's an audience for you right there, okay? Another quick win audience. Now, I, I preface this by saying, don't just run this audience, but um, CBO wide open, that's no targeting at all. You're just setting up an ad set. I know that sounds outlandish, but a lot of times it does bring positive results. And then one that has been very good after, once again, iOS 14.5 is video view audiences. So setting up video view engagement campaigns at the top of the funnel to your cold audiences, and then retargeting people that watch 50% or higher with ads as well. So even though you may not have key defined audience there, you can use those lookalikes, you can use those video view audiences, and then also check out your Google Analytics as you're targeting those people to get a good grasp on what your audience demographic truly is like.
1: Mm -hmm. already a lot of good tips in there talking about video obviously video has become more and more important the video consumption is going through the roof and that will not change anytime soon so what's what's your um tip there or your experience there on how many um video ads do you need to have within a campaign um how long do you test video creatives um against each other what's your process there
0: yeah, that's and I'm going to try not to go too in the weeds with that because there's a lot of good answers on that. Um, the first one would be instead of quantity, looking at quality, right? And people often worry, well, we don't have high production budget. The more native, the better, right? User-generated content videos often outperform high-budget videos. We just find that time again, time again, right? So really focusing on being native to the platform and creating videos that are enjoyable to watch on social media, right? Um, quantity of videos really, really depends on the budget that you have. I mean, I would say on the low end, make sure you have two to three running that you can really kind of test to see, but once again, have a purpose behind each one of them. So you can understand what is performing well and what is not performing well. Um, so yeah, I would say really focus on making sure you're, you're native to the platform. Um, and then how long you let it run for. We're actually working on a a formula, and this is where I said I wouldn't go too far in the weeds, but on understanding exactly when to cut things off based on your CPA and your add-to-cart price. Um, If if you have an ad that is running and consistently is going 1.25 to 1.5 times spend over your CPA and you're not getting any results, you probably need to find a new ad. You probably need to find a new uh, creative type that you want to look for. So.
1: Okay. You mentioned CBO campaigns. I'm a big fan of CBO ca- campaigns. They can be yeah. very lucrative. What's what's experience with CBO?
0: Um, CBO campaigns in general or like with the, yeah, the audience? In general, in, general, yeah. in general. Yeah, I think they're really good. Uh, from my perspective, um, so there's Just to clarify for your audience, there's CBO, there's ABO. One is campaign budget, one is ad set budget. I think CBO is great, especially for uh, business owners who are wanting to run their own ads and may not have the ability to be in the account for many times a day to check on things and make sure they're monitoring things. CBO is also great for testing, especially in this kind of audience testing, messaging testing, all of that stuff we're talking about, because you're given Facebook's algorithm which is much smarter than I am as a person, the ability to kind of divide up your budget and figure out what's working and what's not. So CBO generally is our starting point. Learn what's working in your CBO. And then when you really want to have more full control over things, move them over to your ABO campaigns.
1: Mm Yeah. Yeah. I want to quickly touch on the topic iOS 15, iOS 14.5, and so on and so forth, not to go too deep into it. I see, and that was my prediction last year, and I see it happening right now, there's the first people coming up with sort of workarounds. Um, some of them are relatively complicated, uh, but they're getting there. So I think sooner or later, we will find a way to get back at least some of the data that we had in the past. What's your opinion on that?
0: Yes, we, we are humans and we evolve and we adapt, right? So one thing, that we've, uh, one thing that we've rolled out, which has been working very well for us actually is, and I want, once again, not going too far into it, <clears throat> but iOS 14.5, Apple stated you can't use your browser pixel or your server side pixel to track people that opt out. And we now only have seven day click one day view. What Apple did not say is that you can't upload your own custom purchase files and then retroactively see who purchased on Facebook, right? So what we've done is we've used Zapier. Zapier makes you happier is their motto. And we take Zaps and connect Shopify to Facebook. So in real time, every time you get a purchase, if your pixel didn't catch it, offline events will catch it. So then we can see also on the uh, ad reporting side that we have offline purchases in real time. And it's been very, very helpful. And it's kind of opened a lot of our clients' eyes to see like, oh, OK, yeah, Apple did have a pretty big impact uh, on things. I mean, some accounts were seeing 20, 30, 40 percent tracking loss. But now with offline events, it's, it's definitely helped out.
1: Interesting that you uh, mentioned Zapier. I have heard a different solution, but it's also working with Zapier. So yeah. that seems to be the golden <laughs> the golden yeah. goose right now. <laughs> Gotta love Zapier.
0: Yeah. <laughs> um,
1: as an agency, um, you say that, that you are an education-first agency. Um, can you go a little bit deeper into that and what that means? Yeah, of course. I mean, it
0: starts with me, right? It starts with my story, and that sounds selfish, but um, I... Taught myself a lot, like a lot of what we're doing. It's coming from books, it's coming from wonderful Google and YouTube, and and really kind of self education. And what the goal when I started BrighterClick Click was is to create a create an agency that gives people the opportunity to reach the goals they want to within the marketing career, but also can help um, business owners really have a comprehensive partner to make sure that they're understanding what's going on. So we're education first from the from the bottom up. We, I don't know if I can legally say require, but we highly suggest every team member take a paid or free course that we provide every quarter of the business year so that they can continue to grow in their uh, exact field. And then we lead our client communication with that education as well. And kind of long-term, uh, Klaus, our goal is we want to start opening up free university courses on our website for people to take for paid marketing or for google ads or for any other services that may be within brighter click so that we can uh, just continue to uh, help people get to where they want to be either with owning their business or with marketing as well so one one fun thing we might do i'm i'm kind of new to the space but we might turn it into like a little nft badge so that people can have that so we'll, we'll see how that goes
1: great idea it would be interesting to see how that works yeah yeah, I think education that approach is definitely right specifically when it comes to um, topics and we are digital marketing everything is moving with the the speed of light topics that are moving very very quickly and I think for a lot of e-commerce store owners they have to deal with so many moving parts in their business and there is changes coming in every different topic every day so it's very difficult for them to keep up even if you have your own digital marketing team on board even for them it's difficult to stay on top of things when it comes to their specific topics so i think having a partner on board an agency that also does the work and also then helps you from the educational side of things uh, makes total sense how would you or what would you recommend for somebody who is struggling right now with facebook or um, has just started with with ads um, what would be the perfect structure or roadmap for them to to get started
0: yeah, that's a great question. So I would really um kind of go back to the beginning and look at building out this testing model that we've talked about and really start to understand the the purpose or or structures behind each of your top performing and don't don't worry about um worry about it one campaign at a time, I guess is the best way to put it, right? Get yourself some quick winners, get yourself some positive return on ad spend, and then worry about building out your account. So step one, of course, would be to make sure your tracking is in order. Make sure you're, you're catching your data so that you can see things are going the right way. And then go into this testing model, right? So for five to seven days, test out your audiences, take your top performing audiences, move them into another round of testing and test messaging themes. And then at the end of that five to seven days, take your top performing audience and your messaging themes and move them into round three, where you would test out copy structures. You would test out creative themes, landing page direction, and then headlines as well. And Klaus, one thing I'm from um, North Carolina, which is Southern uh, area in the United States. We have a phrase, if it ain't broke, don't fix it. If at any point something starts working, leave it. <laughs> don't, don't, uh, don't change it if it's working. And then you know, the last thing I would add, which kind of ties in with the services or the things that you do as well as understand how to um, read your, your ad column so that you can see, am I performing well on Facebook or bad on Facebook, or is it my website? Because there's a lot of times where you can have great click-through rate, great CPM, great CPA, and sometimes the quick answer is, oh, well, maybe it's not the right audience. But if your landing page view percentages or your add-to-cart percentages or things are super low, then it's not – Facebook may be good. You may need to focus on working on that website so that you can capture people and and kind of patch up the cracks in the funnel as well, so –
1: yeah, you cannot really um, put everything on Facebook's sh- shoulder. If your website is crappy, then there is yeah. The, yeah. the best yeah. ads doesn't help you. <laughs> I hate to right.
0: say it. I hate to say it because uh, I don't provide it. I'll be selfish again. But your website's the most important part of the entire the entire funnel, right? Because that's where that's not just a Facebook thing. That's a, a Google Ads thing, a email thing, a TikTok thing. That's that's what catches all of your people. So uh, your website's very very important.
1: Yeah. Specifically, if you're selling um, physical goods or services, the closer it comes to the credit card or pulling out the credit card, the more important is that your website is on top and provides the right information because otherwise you're just generating traffic and then you're losing yeah. it on, on the last step. Exactly. Be lot, lots of tons of, of good um, tips in there. Where can people find out more about you?
0: Yeah, that's a good question. So, um, <clears throat> excuse me, brighterclick.com is our website. And actually, if you want to see the structures that we talked about today, go to brighterclick.com slash testing, T-E-S-T-I-N-G. We're going to have a nice little graphic there for people to see um, these different structures and things like that. And then ultimately reach out. Uh, We provide free audits. We enjoy leading through education, and that's one of the things that the audits does. So we'd be glad to pop in your account, provide you with a, a free audit, and really help you get set up even if you decide to do things on your own for success in Facebook and Instagram ads.
1: That's a great offer. I will put the links in the show notes so that everyone has just one click and can check it out on Perfect. your side. Yeah. Thanks so much, Colby, for your time. I think it was very insightful and I hope that Facebook will not be such a bloodbath like last year and <laughs> 2022 will be better when it comes to advertising. <laughs> Hopefully. Yeah. <laughs> Thanks so much. Have a good Thank day. Thank you, Klaus. Bye-bye. Hey Klaus here. If you're a Shopify store owner and you're feeling stuck, overwhelmed and not sure what to do next to grow your business, you struggle to convert traffic into sales or turn website visitors into buyers and you want to like have direct access to a mentor who can assist you with your store strategy, offer, marketing, sales and anything else you need, then I would like to invite you to apply for my Get Conversions program where I show you how to remove the guest work out of growing your Shopify business and create clarity to optimize your business for maximal growth and profit. It's a application-only program. To apply, go to my website klauslauter.com to learn more. And finally, please do not forget to subscribe, like, and comment. And I would be grateful if you would leave a quick, honest rating and review over at Apple iTunes. It's a huge help and allows me to reach more people with the podcast. Thanks in advance and until next time at the e-commerce coffee break.